Oh, how do I do it? How do I start? How do I do this? What do I say? What do they want me to say? How do I get into the flow? I'm going to press my face against the microphone. I'm going to press my face into this microphone and just start talking. I'm going to say controversial things. We're going to get the phone lines lit up today. We're going to get people to comment below and click dislike on this shit. We're going to really capture their attention. We're going to talk about Israel. So the situation in Israel. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about Trump. Trump. Is he getting arrested today? Was he arrested today? Is Donald Trump arrested right now? That's what they want to hear. No, 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 no. A cyclone bomb atmospheric river. The rain's going to fuck your life. No, they don't want to. They don't want a weather report. They understand rain. I think I should back away, back away from the mic. Yeah. Okay, try to get into that flow. Try to get those brain synapses going again. Try to welcome everybody in. Hi, my name is Josh. This is another episode of the podcast that I record sometimes. Today, I'm in a comfy little chair with some nice dim lighting. Got a candle lit. Got a hooded sweatshirt on, sweatpants. I got the hood on over my head. All right. Can you see it? Can you see it now? I got a big bushy beard with plumes of silver. I got tired eyes. I got crow's feet. I'm going back into the mic. I'm just going to lean back into the mic. So what's going on in Israel? No, 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 no. Don't step in it. Back up, back up. Talk about something lighthearted. So my daughter's learning to tie her shoes. Wait, that's actually interesting to me. It means a lot. But I gotta find a better topic. I don't think you're looking for cutesy. She's looking to get away from the Velcro and tie a little knot in the... Get back to Trump. Play the hits. Actually, I think I'm numb to Trump. It's a nice feeling. I think I've turned the volume way down on that station. And I've turned the volume way up on my physical health. My physical health is kind of an issue. But don't worry right now. I'll tell you the story. For about a full year, I've been getting sick once a month. Common cold, right? Common cold once a month. Is it COVID every time? Probably, but I'm not really testing every time. You careless, reckless son of a bitch. It's people like you. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying I'm not testing every time I get a sore throat. I'm not testing every time I get a little congestion. I guess we're moving on into a brave new world. But I'm just saying it's been over a year of getting sick every month. Every two weeks. And I'm getting sick. Of getting sick. And people say, well, you have little kids and you work at a high school. And you eat out of a dumpster, so it's bound to happen. I go, what do you mean I eat out of a dumpster, Diane? Diane is not even a real person, so that story's off the rails. But honestly, I do have two little kids bringing in streams of germs from their respective little schools. And I work with a bunch of teens who are coughing all day. And they're vaping in the bathroom and you can't do that. It's against school rules. 
But really, sickness after sickness, I started to wonder, do I even have an immune system? And my wife, when she gets sick, she doesn't whine at all. It's very weird. She doesn't complain at all. She just goes, yes, I'm a human and this is what happens to humans. And when I get sick, even though I still power through, I say things like, I'm going to power through. Like, I, I need the credit. Everyone watch. I'm powering through. I'm grinding through. And I'm taking day quill, night quill, vitamin C, emergency, airborne. I just go to CVS and drop a hundred bucks on a bunch of shit that doesn't work. And my wife finally said, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. You're always sick and you're always tired. Hey, it's the new me. I'm always sick and tired, but I'm a good performer. So a lot of people don't know. I could still flip the switch and most people wouldn't know that I'm always sick and tired and my ears always hurt. All right. Welcome back to the Complain Zone with your host, Josh Rosenberg. Today's episode is going to bounce around through that litany of ailments you know so well. And maybe you can relate. Plus, there's back pain and hip pain and anxiousness and a bunch of stuff. So I actually made a doctor's appointment and it became like a game show for Dr. Wright at Kaiser Permanente. He's looking at me, he's checking everything, he's like wondering... What are we going to give you? What are we going to diagnose? What are we going to say to this guy? Like, what's the cure? What's the resolution? Aren't you just a guy who gets sick and you're tired and you have little kids? But he's saying you, you barely have sleep apnea. You don't need that CPAP that you thought you needed. He's telling me all the things that I didn't have, which is nice. You know, when doctors are dismissive and they look at you and they're like, you don't have that. Just grow up, grow a pair and grow up. I'm Dr. Wright. And that's an official message from Kaiser Permanente. And then he's just looking through my file, clicking a bunch of stuff, clicking a bunch of stuff, clicking a bunch of stuff. And he goes, whoa, I don't think you've had labs in like 12 years. Labs. Meaning he has actually called in blood work, but I haven't gone to get the blood work. This is a careless individual. So finally, that night of the appointment, and I always think that, you know, my wife needs me at home, needs me to cook for the kids, to do bath time, to put on pajamas. And I told my wife, I'm going to be gone a little while. I'm getting the blood work and I'm going to actually stick around for the phlebotomist to get the blood out of my vein. Vein, right? What are they looking for? Why was I going to say artery right there? Oh, pal, you need an anatomy class. So yeah, I stuck around. I got in the blood work line. I go to the lab. It's all very convenient. And they're taking everything. What's his glucose? What's his potassium? What's his this? What's his that? What's his height? What's his weight? Oh, we take blood now. We don't measure anything. We just take your blood. And then one of the categories they were checking for was thyroid. I don't even understand what thyroid is. I know it's a big deal, but I couldn't point to it. It would almost be like someone saying, point to your metabolism. I just point to your balls, your feet, your shoulders. Where is it? Does it exist? Is it around? Is it a thought, an idea? Is it a philosophical theory about our body, mind, health, where's your metabolism? What's your metabolism? That's like what thyroid sounds like to me. Like someone's like, how's your thyroid? I go, that sounds important, but what, what are you asking? So they checked my thyroid and it turns out as I got all the results the next day that I'm totally normal in every area except thyroid off the charts, defective. His thyroid doesn't work. Normal levels of MLCC. Those aren't even letters. Connected to the blood work, but normal levels are like 0.4 to 4.5. If you have a good work in thyroid, yours is probably 0.4 to 4.5. Mine was 10. I had a 10.0. That means I have hypothyroidism. 
Oh, what does that mean? Well, it means I'm now on a pill. The doctor immediately emailed me and said, we're going to prescribe something called levoxythioxorine. And I go, I don't even know how to spell it, pronounce it, because I know I just pronounced it incorrectly right there. But I was so excited. I go, really? I have hypothyroidism? You found what I have? You solved Josh? And I Googled it constipation, sleeplessness, anxiety, irritability, fatigue, all the shit I've been complaining about. I've had hypothyroidism, folks. Let's pause for a round of applause. If you're listening to this podcast, this is the part where you have to pause and just stand up and give me a roaring standing ovation. We found it. We found what's wrong with you. So every morning, before I even have coffee, I take a little pill. And you can't eat for about 30 minutes. And that I'm going to take for the rest of my life. Do I feel different? I don't know. It's the placebo effect so far where I'm just so excited that I take a pill. And I say that's for the sleeplessness, irritability, anxiety, constipation. And anything that has gone wrong in my life, I'll just say, oh, I was thyroid. Like my Toyota Highlander needs constant repairs. And I go, oh, it's probably the hypothyroidism, right? Speaking of... That Toyota Highlander, I know this sounds like privileged guy problems. It's had a lot of problems. Constantly bringing into the mechanic, bringing in, they go, you need a new ball joint. You need a new defibrillator. You need a new steering wheel. Just certain that they're fucking with me. They lift the hood and they look at me in the eyes and they go, your liquid ball bearings are all over the place and your pistons are coming at your socks. So we're going to have to charge you three grand or five grand and I go come on you know I don't understand anything about cars I haven't even had this car for two years and it leaks every month I get sick and every month the Highlander leaks it just takes a leak an oil leak all over my driveway and I say to my wife smell it and she smells it and she goes I'm not a mechanic take it in but she does say things like that doesn't smell good and so we take it in and they go yeah it's your differential your seals snapped and it broke off the side of your knees. So we're going to have to roll it into a ditch, bury it under a lot of sand and call you in five years and see if you forgot about it because your hypothyroidism probably destroyed your memory. And I go, that sounds complex, but I'm in. Where do I sign? Here's my credit card. It's in the shop right now. They gave me a loaner that smells like shit. Oh my God. So that's stressful. All right. That's stressful. Here's what I realized. I'm allowed to have these kind of problems. I fully understand there's real struggle in the world. There's real strife in the world. There's real suffering in the world. And I'm talking about a Highlander that has too many issues. And sometimes I'm talking about mini splits that our bedrooms are cold because our mini splits, our Mitsubishi mini splits make a ticking sound and we have to turn them off and deinstall everything. And it was a very expensive project. And I think home ownership sounds like a blessing, but it's really just signing up for a lifetime of stress. And then you go, I'm blessed with the stress. This is blessed stress, I guess. And then I don't have much time for fitness these days. I don't have a gym membership anymore. And I go, okay, I know, I know these are really mild complaints when you think about the real strife and the real suffering and the struggles going on in the world. And then you got to take a step back and say, you're allowed to say, it's okay. To have insignificant sources of stress. We can't minimize. We cannot minimize what consumes us. 
and just say, oh, eh, you know what? You got people in the Ukraine, or actually Ukraine. You don't call it the Ukraine. You got people in Ukraine running for their lives. And here I am talking about my Mitsubishi mini splits make a tick sound so it's cold in my bedroom. I sound in my mind. It's like I'm having a conversation with myself. I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? So consumed with your concerns. Take a step back. Zoom out. Zoom out. But I'm taking a new stance on that. It's okay. It's okay if you have insignificant sources of stress. You need to tell yourself, I'm allowed to have it. You're allowed. I know this girl, Zoe. I haven't seen her in 20 years, but I know Zoe and we're Facebook friends. And she posted on Facebook. All right. When the pandemic first started, I'll never forget this. And everyone was going nuts. And then there was Trump and Biden stress and wildfires. You remember the confluence of there's too much shit going on at once? You remember like the most intense time in the news here in the Bay Area? It was orange with wildfires. Trump and Biden was in the news and just crushing my soul, just plowing through my ability to focus. We're all on lockdown. Kids aren't going to school anymore. We're trying to do things on Zoom. You remember that level of depression? And Zoe, I remember looking on Facebook and Zoe puts up a post and she sincerely writes, Folks, I'm totally stressed out wondering if we should be a shoes on or shoes off house. Thoughts. And my reaction was, Zoe, what the fuck is wrong with you? Trump, Biden, wildfires, pandemic, COVID, Zoe. You can't ask your Facebook friends if you should be a shoes on or shoes off house. But she's worried. She's picturing guests coming over tracking in mud. And that's where her mind is. And there should have been like 300 comments of Zoe, shut the fuck up, right? There should have been 300 comments with unfollow, unfriend, you're the worst. How unaware can you possibly be? But years later, and that was my thought probably back then. I was like, oh my God, this girl, shoes off or shoes on house. That's stressing you out right now. But years later, I'm like, huh, Toyota Highlander, Mitsubishi Mini Splits. And it's like wreaking more havoc on my mind than when I read stories about what's happening in Ukraine right now. I go, I guess I can't be perfect. I guess I can't just always be this upstanding citizen who always sees the big picture. Sometimes we have to let our little worries just proliferate. Did I use that word correctly? Let's not Google it. Let's just move past proliferate. Sometimes we have to let our little shitty worries proliferate and let them marinate. And let them consume you a little bit. Stop telling yourself, I shouldn't have this worry. You're allowed to have that worry. You're allowed. All right. And isn't that why you tuned in for me to tell you, you can have that worry. What are you worried about right now? Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Yeah, exactly. You're allowed to have that worry. And hey, Zoe, I'm now interested. Did you become a shoes on or shoes off house? And now think about your group of friends. Think about all your friends right now. People that you visit. Who makes you take off your shoes? I'm going to call some people out right now. I'm going to do it. All right. When I go to Rick's, I can keep my shoes on. Ah, When I went to Josh Friday's, shoes off, shoes off. And they would frown upon the fact that I would always take about 10 steps in and they'd look down and go, well, we're kind of doing shoes off. All right. Called you out, Josh and Molly. Well, that's when you lived in Novato. Who else? My mom, shoes on. You could keep your shoes on. Us, when you come over, you could keep your shoes on. Let me think. Let's say this stuff out loud. Brandon, Sarah, I could keep my shoes on when I go there. 
Who makes me take shoes off? Huh. Dignan? Did he? I think he did. I've only been to his house once, but I think I had to take him off. I, I'm not judging. I'm just kind of going through the old mental Rolodex right now. Ari. Yeah, I think he made me take my shoes off. Prancing around in my socks. You know I need that half inch, right? I'm 5'8". I need to be 5'8 and a half, 5'9 to feel comfortable with my low self-esteem and insecurities. So you make me lose that half inch of running shoe? I'm fucked. I just want to sit. Can I? Where, where's a chair? I, I don't want to walk around and show everyone what 5'8 looks like when everyone else is 5'11 to 6'1. All right. This man's insecure. Aren't we all? What are you insecure about? Hey, don't giggle at my story. What are you insecure about, huh, front butt? What you got going on in your world? All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to antagonize you right there. But I was in a corner. All right, I, I was in a corner. I had to go swinging. I had to swing some flailing haymakers. When you look in the mirror, what do you notice? Huh? Let's all give ourselves a hug. Let's be kind to ourselves. It's okay that I didn't get to be 5'10", 5'11", 6 feet. It's okay. But can I keep my shoes on? Huh? And for you, front butt, it's okay. It's okay. Look, there's tons of pants that you can wear. Baggy's in again. You lucky sons of bitches. Baggy is in again. Thank the lucky stars. What else? People want bigger this body part. They want smaller that body part. It's part of the human condition. I don't think anyone, even the hottest person you could think of, I don't think they're looking in the mirror seeing perfection. I don't think they're seeing that. I think that's part of looking in a mirror. You identify the areas you'd like to improve and we spend a lifetime doing that and we're chasing an idea, but it's not reality. Oh, he's getting into some deep stuff right now. We're chasing an idea, but that's not reality. I should be on Instagram editing clips of me speaking in front of 15 to 18 people in the lobby lounge of a Travelodge or a Howard Johnson and I'll have a little stage and I'll have a Britney Spears wireless mic saying things like that to people. You got to be your best every day. No bad days. You wake up and you think about how good you could be. And then you got to be a little better than that. And people are just applauding. And I put it on Instagram. I got a bunch of likes and I got comments like that was fire. That was fire. Your speech at the Travelodge was fire. I'll be an influencer with all these inspirational quotes and I'll flood Instagram with my thoughts and I'll have such tight shirts on and I'll be flexing and I'll shave my head slick bald and I'll have crest white strips. I'm going to do it all. I'm going to do it all, baby. So when you look in the mirror, stop seeing those imperfections and start to see your beauty because you are a beautiful person. Click like and subscribe. Click like and subscribe. Click like and subscribe because that was fire. This guy is on fire. You know, it's a tough time for some of you. Some of you are sick right now. You're sick and tired. You're sick and tired. You got to take melatonin and levoxythioxarine because your thyroid's out of control. You're like me. Are you fatigued, constipated, anxious, irritable? What's the other one? Always getting sick? Yeah, go ask your doctor for some blood work. Ask the phlebotomist to find the vein or the artery, whatever they stick you with. And you go, I'm fine. I'm fine. You look away and you start thinking about things to get your mind off the fact that there's a needle taking too much blood. I don't know how I am with needles. Some people are like really freaking out and some people are fine with them. I'm in the middle. I just, I don't know if I get blood work every 12 years, like I said, maybe I'm fine. What are we doing? I'm in a dim room. 
with a cyclone bomb. I know you can't hear the rain, but it's distracting because I can't focus. Sorry, folks. I can't. It's that rainy still. This is the wettest year of my life. How about you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, the situation in Israel, if I could just say this. Uh, nope. Back away, pal. You don't want to divide your audience. We're all in the same group right now. We're in the group of people that enjoy podcasts and listening to this nonsense. And if you are, leave a rating, review iTunes. I appreciate you. I guess that sounds like I'm wrapping it up soon. Sounds like it to me, I guess. No, don't wrap it up. That's too short. Too short. Hasn't aged. I bet he looks in the mirror and he sees perfection. Don't we? When we look at too short, don't we see perfection? Even though when it comes to his height, I've always thought he was too short. No, I can't say that. Pot, kettle, black, brackets, corned beef. Here's why I can't complain about anything. This is the best time of year. It's the most wonderful. If you like college hoops, shamrocks, bushmills, brackets, I'm in three pools right now, all right? Still pulling for UConn and UCLA if you need to know, but my wife got dragged into this too, and I learned something about her. She would be a phenomenal gambler. If she wanted to tiptoe into those dangerous waters, she's checking her bracket more than me. And look, the most we could win is what, 100, 150 bucks? She's treating it like it's going to be a new car, a new house, a new heater system. I mean, money out the window. I think bragging rights mean a lot to people. If you could win something, even if it's you could win a few bucks, what is it about us that kind of really wants to win? That competitive spirit, I'm seeing it in her. She's saying things like, Gonzaga's backcourt needs to wake up. And I'm like, whoa, you woke up. You woke up. You put a bracket in my wife's hand, and now I need this forever. I need to share March Madness. It's something to be shared. It's not a solo mission. It's something to be shared a marriage should share the gambling concerns and stresses and worries and then if one of us wins we'll go out to a nice steak dinner maybe marin joe's toast to martini as yukon featuring joe calcaterra nevada guy went to marin catholic that's why i picked yukon there's marin county ties goes all the way baby the tourney's the best it's the best sporting event i'm not even here to debate anything what are you going to say the world series NBA Finals, the Super Bowl, March Madness is always going to be wonderful. It's changed a lot. Now these 16 seeds, these 15 seeds, they can knock off anyone. Those are good squads. And one seeds are fragile. They're vulnerable. This just became sports talk. I got to say something interesting or it's just a boring sports take about how March Madness is fun. Weak take, but best time of year. And that's what it is. It's the grind, right? I guarantee if you're listening right now, wherever you work, it's the grind, right? Morale's probably a little low. You're probably on Indeed.com, LinkedIn, wondering, all right, what if I don't do this anymore? What am I going to do? What's my next career path? What's my next professional move? March is probably when a lot of people start exploring other things. It's just a grind. It's just a grind. There's not a lot of days off. There's not a lot of moments in this month that give you a little respite. So it's such a grind. And then I'm telling you, it's the best time of year. This is a guy who must be taking his thyroid pills because I'm feeling pretty, 
pretty good. You know what? I didn't mean to talk about any of this. Right before I started recording, my wife told me she's reading a book that analyzes how animals sense the world. That's what I wanted to talk about. And really, I kind of want her on the podcast, but she said, I'll record, but I don't want you to release it. I was like, what? She'd be down to record a podcast with me. I like her insight. I like her intellect. But she said she'd be too worried of the critics, of the people that might listen and say, ah, we don't like her. Eh, We don't like what she has to say about animals and their senses or things like that. Makes you realize how many people are holding themselves back, not from podcasts, but just from producing art of any kind because they're a little worried about the reaction, including me, including me. I mean, I'm doing this, but my God, I should be painting and playing the piano at the mall. I should be auditioning for more plays. I should be doing stand-up, open mics. I should be writing more poems and reciting my poems. Is it just me or is poetry boring? Sorry, I said it. I said it and you know what? You thought I was classier, right? You thought I would say something like, isn't poetry amazing? Isn't poetry just the spice of life? But instead, I don't think I've ever heard a poem where I was like blown away. Have you? Have you ever heard a poem where you were like, oh, that just changed my life. No, and there's poet laureates. (laughs) What's a poet laureate? It's someone that's so good at writing boring poems. Do you say poem? Why is there an E? Why isn't it just P-O-M-E? Why is there an E before the M? That's poem. Is it a poem? No, it's a poem. You wrote a poem? Whoever wrote a poem and shared it with someone, and the person they shared it with had to be like, oh, that was good, but deep down, is the poem over? Are you done with your poem? What is a poem? Forget this. It's 2023. There should be no more poems. Okay. We have artificial intelligence now. We have virtual reality. Why do we still have poet laureates reading poems? Okay. You know something? I jumped the shark. Jumped the shark. My second cousin, John Hine, he invented the term when something, you know, starts to go downhill. That's the moment. Episode 208. If you're like, oh, I loved Josh's podcast until his poem rant. That one was weak. But some of you agree. Poems are all boring. Even the best poem you've ever heard is so boring. It's so fucking boring. I could write a poem right now. That's how much credit I give to poet laureates. I don't even know the word laureate, but I'll bet you that's like one of the better poets. If you get to laureate level, that's like the NBA. For poets. Yeah, well, I got through the minors and then uh, I got drafted in the second round to be a laureate. Oh, good, Carl. Congrats. No one gives a shit. All right. I'm just going to create some poems right now and they're going to be good. That's the worst part. I know for a fact I can say some shit right now and it'll be so good. You'll be like, oh, I guess he's right. I guess he's right that poets are just spewing a bunch of nonsense and the audience for poetry. It's like the audience for Shakespeare. All these people who get it, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm not a high-level intellect. Like if you said, hey, we're going to Othello this weekend. You want to go to Othello? You mean sit in an amphitheater or like sit in a playhouse and watch Othello? God, no. Sorry. And I know they're still assigning Shakespeare for students. Fine. But for me, it was torture. I do like the fact that some people enjoy it. I'm being serious right now for a moment. I like that some people understand poetry on a deeper level and they get it. 
And some people go see Shakespeare and they understand the play and they can tell you who's good and who's bad. I don't understand a word. I've seen Shakespeare a few times, I think. I think I've seen Macbeth. Romeo and Juliet, have I? Yeah, a Midsummer Night's Dream. I've seen all of it. I know to say things like, yeah, Puck is good. He's funny. (laughs) Puck is good and funny. I can stay in a conversation with a bunch of Shakespeare fans. I go, oh, yeah, Puck is so good. He's so funny. And people go, oh, yeah, I I guess Josh knows a thing or two. No, I don't. I don't know a thing or two. But this is a poem I'd like to recite. And I haven't written a bullet point for this podcast, and that's a promise I make to you. So when I say this is a poem I'd like to recite, it's going to be off the cuff. It's going to be like a freestyle rapper, but it won't rhyme because poems don't have to rhyme. You know, there's not enough rules with poetry. I like rules. I like parameters. But poetry, you could just say something like this. Illumination. No hesitation. The glorious being from within. As I embark upon a new path, a path that cleans me like a bath, And then we laugh. You don't have to rhyme, though, Josh. All right, just backtrack a little bit. Say things like glorious bewilderment, finding a cause for your energy, essence, essential essence, energetic, artificial amateurs and all. No, that's Blackalicious. You don't need to take his lyrics for a moment. Moment, momentarily, Lee, a girl I once knew, somebody that I used to know. Know, know yourself. The sights and senses of the animals experiencing moments differently. A girl that I used to know. Oh, shit. Would you turn your mic off, pal? You're embarrassing yourself tonight. And I think that'll do it. I think we had a good time. I don't know. But that's the point. You're always chasing the next best thing. Episode 208, it's going to end like that. And then episode 209, it's going to be a lot better. But by the way, if you missed the last episode with Mal Hall, check out his special. Click on a bunch of his stuff. And when he gets famous, then I'll stalk him a little bit. I'll be like, you remember when you came on my podcast? Can I get tickets to your show? And he won't text back. And I'll tell my wife, like, we're still friends. But it's like, you know how it is when they become Famous comics. So I'm looking forward to Mal becoming so famous that he won't text back and won't really know me at all. That's the goal. That's the goal. But it was kind of cool to hear about what it's like to live the life of a comic. A comic who hasn't totally made it yet. I think that's the cool part of that interview is that he's still hungry. He's still evaluating himself. I was like, you know what? The next best thing is what I'm searching for. Stay hungry. Never fully satisfied. That's one of those professions, stand-up comic, where your window is small. I mean, think about how big Dane Cook was 20, 25 years ago, and now I don't even see Dane. When was the last time you saw a Dane Cook special or that he's coming to a town near you or even heard him interviewed? Isn't that weird? Dane Cook was so big, and now, I don't know. Don't end with that point. That's not the greatest point. End with a good point. You could do this. Don't try another poem. You failed miserably. You'll never be a laureate. End with a good point. All right, here you go. Experiencing pain is one of the few things we can rely on in life. And then as you age and you grow up, they just become more reference points to say, I got through that and I got through that. Oh, and yeah, don't forget you got through that. So every time you experience pain, physical, emotional, and then you get through it, as I hope you do, just know it's creating that strength, that character, And that volume of all the chronicles of your life 
to give you reference points, precedents that have been set where you're like, I'm, I'm going to keep going forward because you know what? I've gotten through it before. I've gotten through all this shit before. Was it modern medicine that helped me? Maybe. Was it a conversation with that friend that helped me? Maybe. Was it binge watching college hoops that got me through it? Maybe. Was it having that slice of pizza from your favorite pizzeria that put a smile on your face? Maybe. So find the joy where you know you can find it. And also lean into the pain because it's just going to make you stronger. I think that was solid. I think we're going to edit that and put it on Instagram and hopefully get some clicks off that. All right, episode 208. It's in the books. I love you very much. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 